Hi, how you doing, folks? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 164, brought to you the week of May 18th, sponsored by our patrons, with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and this is my personal audio journal. You know, I thought about changing the name of the Gospel of Kennison because it, it sounds so uh, uh, pompous. <laughs> You know, uh, my wife is worried, you know, it's been years, but now she tells me she's worried that, um, it'll turn off Christians and, you know, maybe that's a good side effect. Not that I want to turn off Christians, but there are certain types of Christians that are easily offended and can't take a joke. And those kind of folks are better off not listening to my show or maybe, I mean, maybe they should. But it's it's probably best for them to get offended at the title and and go away. But I thought about making it something more accessible, because Gospel of Kennison to listen to that show called the Gospel of Kennison, you pretty much have to have heard about it through one of my podcasts. And I would love to hear from you if you're a listener, and this is the only show that you listen to that I do or this was your gateway into my podcasting kingdom. Um, just so you know, just to explain the gospel of Kennison was a joke that came from the show. Nobody's listening that I used to do. It's now called that story show. And anytime I would say something that was true just to me, uh, I would say, oh, yep, yeah, you know, that's the gospel of Kennison. And so when it came time for me to put out a, uh, a personal audio journal, I thought, what better name, you know, for my opinions and my input and my warped view of the world, potentially warped, uh, than the gospel of Kennison. So... Uh, but I mentioned, I mentioned on social media, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about me changing the name? I put it up on Patreon and stuff. And, uh, folks are like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I should have known that because nobody likes change, you know, whatever you're used to, you're used to, but I will tell you when I changed that story show from nobody's listening to that story show our listenership doubled and, and even tripled. But a more accessible name would mean more people would listen to this show. And I think I've said it before and I've made myself clear. I'm, I'm kind of happy with my 450 people that listen. I'm, I'm happy that the whole world doesn't tap into this because I share things with you guys that um, I, I maybe shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, I, I like having it small, and I like that the show is the gateway here. You have to have gone through that story show to get into the Gospel of Kennison. Um, but again, if, if you're a person 
that found this show, maybe on iTunes or wherever, and you started listening and you've never listened, or maybe just don't, you know, maybe that story show is not your thing. This is your thing. I would love to hear from you this week. James at NLCast.com. Do me a favor, drop me a line and just say, Hey, I'm one of those people. I just want to know if you exist. That would be great. Thank you so much. All right. A quick recap of some of the topics that we broached last week. I, I like to keep you guys updated. I, I've been, um, I've been sleeping good, which is important for a, for a potentially depressed person. Um, sleep was the first thing that started to get screwed up way back in the day, 10 years ago, whenever it was, um, my sleep schedule my wife will tell you has never been great since we've been married. Um, but my doctor told me no matter when you go to bed, get up at the same time every day. And I have been doing that religiously. It's still not super early, but 9 a.m. is a lot better than 2.30 p.m. And that's what I was doing there for a while. Before my medicine, my 20 magic milligrams that I keep talking about, that's, that's where my life was, man. Getting up before noon was a joke. I did it once a week for church, and that was it. So um, since I'm sleeping more, I'm, I'm having dreams. And uh, all of my dreams lately have been about living with my mom. And uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's not good. I, I don't want to diss my mom. She, she would tell you that she did her best. And I, and I think in her way she did. But there was a way about her um, where she never quite did things the way you would think they should be done. And I will give you a small example. In her home, um, after I moved out, she lived in a, in, in my grandmother's house and grandma's house had a wooden hardwood floor. And underneath that hardwood floor was a crawl space that just went down to the dirt. So there was no subfloor. It was just strips of wood. Okay. Um, it was nice though, but apparently this house was built by my grandfather. Well, there was a window unit air conditioner that leaked inwards instead of leaking outwards. You know what the fix for that is? You adjust the air conditioner to where the back of the machine leans outward and downward toward the back. That's what you do. But instead of fixing it, they threw towels on it to soak up the water. And when those towels got saturated, they threw more towels on top. And they threw more towels on top until it was a big pile. And by the time they got around to picking up the towels to launder them, there was a hole in the floor that had been eaten through, rotted through. And that's the way the floor stayed. And it's still there to this day, I guarantee you. Even though nobody lives there anymore, apparently a tree has fallen on the house. It's been open to the elements. It's been ransacked. It's been gone through. It is a overgrown 
It's one of those houses that you wonder about. Did somebody ever live there? Um, but we never fixed anything growing up. I have a great story that I tell about a, a DIY triple wide trailer where my mom took and bought, we had a double wide, we needed more room. And rather than building an add on or buying a bigger trailer, you know, uh, they went and bought a single wide trailer from the sixties and, uh, just scrunched it up against the back and cut holes through. And my room was in the back of that one. And it was a rotten mess when we got it. And the gap between the two trailers filled with rainwater and just gushed down and melted the flooring, which was all compressed fiberboard. And to the point that I fell through the floor and got a scar on my hand from it. Um, it's, it's just a, a way that my mother did things that weren't right. Um, I'm trying to avoid the use of the word white trash because we weren't completely white trash, but we lived like we were white trash. You know? And it's funny. It's funny. I'm going to go here. Um, you guys know the N-word. It's a bad word, terrible word, horrible word. Uh, my mother had a phrase that she used all the time. Um, it was N-word rigged. Okay? So I hate to put that in your head. Uh, now I would say jury rigged. But the meaning of the word was that we're doing things like the N-word would. And of course, the, the connotation there was from my mom that, that that was a bad thing in a bad way. And it, it, I, as a child, I obviously never made the connection. But as an adult, I look back and I shake my head and I'm like, you were saying we were doing things like these quote unquote terrible people. Yet we were the ones doing it as white folks that were supposedly so much better than. <sighs> it, I'm so glad to be out from under all that. All right. So I told you all that to say that when I'm telling you I'm having dreams about living with my mom, they're not good dreams. Uh, for example, part of one of the dreams that I remember, and there's so many I don't think, thankfully, but my mom was sitting with the lady and she was buying this lady's house for us to live in. And the lady is explaining to my mom, yeah, we never did get around to installing a bathroom. We, I just thought an outdoor shower and, and an outhouse would be fine. But if I'd known I was going to have kids, I definitely would have put in a bathroom. And I'm sitting there in the dream going, oh my gosh, we're about to buy this house and it doesn't have a bathroom? What in the world is going on? And I wake up so confused and my eyes are barely open and I see windows that I don't recognize because we're not in the house that I thought we were and I have to convince myself I'm not with them. I'm not with my mom. I, I actually am in a different state. I live with my wife. Oh yes, I'm married. We have a house. We've had a house for a long time. We own it. It's it's different. It's it's special. Oh, oh. Everything's okay. Thank God I take anxiety medication 
because my dreams are trying to do me in. And I'll tell you why. It's because I'm prepping for this open mic night that it turns out I'm not even going to be able to go to. Okay, so let me tell you about that. I'm writing a, a bit, um, a five-minute bit about the triple-wide trailer incident. And I've written it out, and I'm memorizing it, and I'm punching it up with jokes and stuff like that. And I was just getting me ready for the open mic night at the Melvin uh, that was coming up uh, on the 28th, I believe, of this month. And just getting all that in my head and reliving it, it's a funny story, but behind the humor and behind the way I deal with it is trauma. It's genuine trauma. Uh, because the story goes, in a nutshell, the unfunny version is, you know, we had these two trailers that were stuck together. And there was water coming through and it was ruining the floors in both the brand new double wide and the, the, the nasty single wide that I lived in. And the hallway back to my room had caved in and they had just thrown sheets of plywood over it that I had to walk over that were very rickety. It wasn't in a, at all nailed down or stable. It was just thrown down on top of it. But we got up on the roof to put tar paper and tar down and we worked until it got dark. My sister was handed a metal lamp, a mechanics lamp. It has a hook on the top that you can hang up underneath the uh, hood of a car if you're working on a vehicle. And my sister had shoes on, so it wasn't a problem, but she sits down and apparently a short in the lamp starts immediately electrifying her. And I didn't know. I didn't know she was making noises and it, and it went dark. And that's because all the electricity from the light was going into my sister. Uh, she starts shaking and, 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 and I can't see what's going on. I think there's a bug on her. So I start whacking her with the, the broom that I've been using to spread tar. And I keep hitting her thinking I'm trying to get a bug off of her. My mother walks over and unplugs the lamp and she's fine. She's barefoot. How is she fine? My adult mind asks, how did she just reach over and grab this electricity and unplug it without getting shocked herself? She should have latched on. Well, my mom had so much tar on her feet that it's like she had a pair of white trash galoshes on rubber boots. And, uh, and she was fine. We never did finish. Not that I remember because my sister got electrocuted. Um, so I'm in the process of telling this because you know, it's, it, it can be depending on how you look at it, a very funny story because it's so freaking weird right? It's so out there. Why don't you just buy a bigger trailer or build an add-on? You know, I've seen trailers actually with roofs built over them, 
like metal roofs. And they could have squished together the trailers and then built a roof over it or whatever. I've seen trailers that have uh, walkout decks, you know, in front and even glassed in and closed in. I've seen trailers that have skirts around the bottom to where it hides the tires and makes it look like it's actually on a foundation. I've seen trailers that don't have tires that have been set down on a real foundation. So there are all these options, but we went with the cheapest, absolutely DIYest, you know, trashiest possibility possible. So I'll get back to the reason I'm missing open mic night in just a bit. I'm walking still. Um, this is always a good news thing to share. Um, I'm walking 35 minutes now. I've added five minutes um, at 2.3 speed, just like last time. And I'm happy to report there have been no further side effects from the medications. Um, I found that the problems I was having with my feet had to do one with not wearing shoes. I have, I have tried walking without shoes because I've heard that was good, you know, for you. It's good for your feet, good for your toes, good for your balance, all this stuff. Um, but, but I have fallen arches. I have flat feet and, uh, I need that arch support. And so I've noticed when I wear shoes, I have absolutely no quote unquote side effects at all. So I, I don't know if I was ever experiencing side effects at all, or if it was just the fact that I wasn't wearing shoes that day when I was on the treadmill. Um, plus it's a lot more comfortable that treadmill. It's rough, you know, it's, it's, it's made, uh, to grip your shoes. So, uh, I, uh, I mentioned last week that I joined podcast Academy and I mentioned the unfortunate happenings with, uh, with my good friend, Daniel, um, I've decided to stay as a member because the world is full of people that disagree with me and my, my takes on things. Uh, I can't withdraw from the world. And I was told in the Bible to be in the world, just not of the world. Uh, it's like something I heard said this week that, what do I do with the sinner, with the fallen soul? Um, you reach out to help them without getting pulled in yourself is, is basically the thing. So I'm going to be a light in a dark place as much as possible. And, uh, I got to meet with my podcast mentor. Now my mentor is awesome. He is, uh, he works for ESPN and therefore for Disney because Disney owns ESPN. I didn't know this, but he's very smart. He does, um, uh, he, he does workshops and masterclasses for the Academy. As a matter of fact, there's one tonight that I'm going to miss and I hate it because it's on the topic that I wanted to, to learn about, but tonight's date night and dad gum. I don't care how smart the guy is. And who he works for, I got a hot date with a hot lady, and uh, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna go 
eat. That's that's our idea of a hot date. It's we go out and eat. And then we come home and we ask Jay if he wants anything. <laughs> he wants us to bring him anything. But um, I, I met with him and I asked him. Uh, we, we had a short meeting because I had to pick up Jay. It's only a half hour. But I asked him about how to get celebrities and people of interest to guest host on my show. Because I have not had much luck with that. Like my dream guest would be a guy named Nate Bergetzi. Bergetzi. You should look him up on YouTube or on Netflix. He has lots of YouTube clips um, from that uh, Saturday Night Live, not Saturday Night Live, um, The Tonight Show. And he does a podcast called Nate Land. It's two hours long. So don't, you know, don't, don't let that be the first sampling of him. Um, but he has two Netflix specials. Uh, so just look up Nate Bergetzi. I said it right that time. Bergetzi. He's he's from Tennessee, so he's a southern boy like me. He tells clean comedy stories like me. I would just love to have him on. Love to have him on. I don't even care if our numbers got boosted or not. That is not my primary motivation. My primary motivation is I just want this man. I want to talk to this man. I want him on my show so bad. So I asked about this and um i asked who do you contact you know because nate's got people that you go through and so i'm asking him you know what what people do i need to talk to do i talk to his agent do i talk to you know who who and and he gave me good advice he's like you want him as a podcaster so go through podcasting channels find out uh his his you know he said his podcast is on Amazon, so see if there, Amazon has a talent booker. Um, try to find out who produces the podcast. Go through the producer. Um, he said, get fans to evangelize for me, basically um, mentioning him at, on Twitter and Facebook and asking him to be on the show. And that's something I had avoided because I thought, I mean, I kept it a secret, the person I wanted on the show, uh, because I thought that would be bad. But he's like, no, this is how you get stuff done. He's like, yeah, look for a producer. Uh, Stitcher has talent acquisition people. Um, he mentioned something, Earwolf. I've got to do some homework on that. Um, he said, offer, because uh, I offered money when I emailed Nate Bergetzi. <laughs> and he said, that's nice. And that's a healthy amount that you did. But his agents are going to want more than that because they want their cut. And so they probably didn't even forward it to him. What you need to do is keep hitting up people until you find somebody that's close to him. Stay away from agents, he says. And he also said, try to get locals, like local celebrities, like St. Louis celebrities, because you've got a, you've got an in with them because you're from St. Louis. And that's cool because there's a lady that worked on um, the office. I can't remember her name. It might be Jenna but I'm not sure, but her family lives here in St. Louis and she visits St. Louis. Matter of fact, she got stuck here in St. Louis during COVID. And uh, so I would love to have her because I love her too. And I loved her character and it would be great. And um, we don't have enough women on my podcast as it is because podcasting 
is i don't know it's just hard it's it's been difficult to be diverse because you you just keep accidentally bumping into white men that's that's what i do i accidentally just bump into white men so i have to be purposeful but anyway um so i got lots of input and and ideas from from this guy and i love it i love the whole thing the the mentoring pro- process is is really good and really great and we covered a lot of stuff for a half hour wouldn't you agree uh it was it was just really good so i can't wait to get started on that i'm gonna oh i and it made me remember how i got in contact with ethan nicole now ethan nicole you might not know his name but i guarantee you you know some of the stuff he's done if you saw veggie tales in the house on netflix a few years ago he was a writer for that um you might have heard of Axe Cop. It was a hit sensation about 10 years ago. Um, he's also, it, it, it was actually, a, Axe Cop deserves more than that. Um, it was written by his five-year-old brother, and it was drawn by him, who was in his late 20s at the time. And it was the craziest, most violent <laughs> type of stuff because this five-year-old kid had Axe Cop uh, chopping bad guys heads off, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it was so creative and so awesome that I started a podcast called chop and we would go through panel by panel and talk about each, um, episode or each, each web, it was a web comic on online. And he reached out to us, Ethan, Nicole, and said, Hey, I'd, I'd love to be on the show. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, but it needs to be clean. I said, that's not a problem. We're, <laughs> we're clean. We're actually, uh, it was me and John at the time. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we're, we're ministers We're it's not even a big thing. And it turns out Ethan's a Christian and, and being clean is important to him. And, uh, we got to know him. And then when it came time for the one year anniversary, when he had a big get together at meltdown comics on the strip in, in, uh, I don't know if they have a strip, but it was in Hollywood. Uh, we got invited out to come because he needed somebody to MC the thing because he wasn't real sure about himself, uh, MCing. And, uh, his, his, his personality is great. He's great, but he's not a bubbly kind of outgoing guy. And me and John can handle that. So we, we came out and we helped and I actually helped wrangle the boy um malachi because he was a hot mess he he was uh he's very creative but he was every bit of five and he was bored and i kept him busy and uh he called me a gorilla and my gorilla character or got turned my gorilla got turned into a character um during that night but that night i got a chance to meet the guy that does the voice of handy manny and he was in that 70s show and he said, you are very funny. And, and it was the voice of Handy Manny who told me I was very funny. And, uh, and since then, I've been given the opportunity to work on VeggieTales and it didn't work out, but I was offered it. And then re- more recently, I was offered a chance uh, to work with another project that I'm not allowed to talk about because of an NDA that I signed. So all that to say... Um, that there are ways that I can fanboy myself into Nate Bugazzi's world. I think I, I can try. 
I don't know that I'll start a Nate Bogazi podcast, but I might. <laughs> I might. <laughs> I might just do it. I will tell you this. I used to do a show called I Like Genius. And it was interviewing people that were so creative, that had done things that were so outlandishly awesome that I thought they were genius. And these were people from YouTube, people um, that were in stand-up comedy, people that built things with their bare hands. And I will tell you that I never had anyone ever turn me down for an interview. You know why? Because it was called I Like Genius. And who doesn't want to be on a show called I Like Genius and be treated like a genius for an hour? Um, and it's still available. If you go to nlcast.com and uh, click on shows and then archive sh shows, you can go listen to every episode of I Like Genius. And I really did get some really good interviews. Um, I got the guy from Hallmark that did... Um, all oh, the two characters. I can't remember their names, but they're still around. Uh, and he's still awesome. And I, I got, um, Ben heck who is now doing his own television show online and all this stuff. Uh, I, I got really good people and, um, it might be worth <laughs> starting to show up again and try to try to wrangle in some more people. Another idea I had was what a, uh, I, I listened to his podcast and he has a lot of other stand-up comedians on his show. So what about hounding them and getting them on the show and then saying, Hey, did you have a good time? Well, why not mention that to Nate? You know? So I got plans and, and having a mentor podcast mentor helps me to think outside the box. Like I never have before. And, uh, so it was definitely worth the money to join the podcast Academy. And, uh, it's great. Next year I'm going to get John signed up and he's going to be, a, he's going to get mentored too. He, he, he mentioned that he would like to do that. So speaking of podcasts, um, since podcasting and artwork are, are what I do now for a living, um, I should, I should at least talk about it. Uh, this Thursday, we have a very special guest on that story show. His name is Scott Dickers. He is the creator of the onion.com and the onion is a massive, uh, parody news parody website. And you've probably heard of it. And if you haven't heard of it, you've read one of their stories and probably thought it was a real story. Like a few years ago, uh, actually more like 10 years ago, during the Harry Potter craze, when all the Christians were freaking out that Harry Potter was dragging kids into Satanism, somebody took one of their stories about that very topic, changed some of the wording and released it as if it were true. And Christians circulated the story like mad. And the theme of the story was that satanic churches were having to build new buildings because of the influx of children and families due to the Harry Potter books books. And it was a joke. It was written by the onion as a joke. Somebody took out the joke parts and Christians believed it and circulated it through emails and Facebook as truth. And that is hilarious. My friends, that is absolutely hilarious. 
And if you go to Snopes.com or Snoops or whatever it's called, you can look that up and, and they, they have proven it wrong that it was a parody. Uh, so anyway, I've got him coming Thursday to talk to us and I'm really excited about it. He actually reached out to us through a, through a, an agent and he wants to promote his podcast and his podcast promotes things that he has for sale. Um, he has a book called how to, how to write funny and, and he's, you know, monetized his, his, uh, his genius, I guess, but I'm still excited to have him on and I'm hoping he'll be funny and, and personable and not too salesman-y, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a good fit. I haven't talked to him. We didn't do a pre-interview or anything like that, but he is going to come on and tell stories and we'll do a brief interview. I don't think John's going to be able to make it because he's got other commitments, but it's going to be, it's going to be great. June 2nd, I'm very excited to announce that we have our local poet. Uh, his name is Gabriel, and um, he not only is going to come on and read uh, or tell a story, he's going to read, I, I hope he's going to share some of his poetry with us. And he will be, uh, he, is, he is a step in the direction that I have to creating more diversity on the show. Because the last person of color that we had uh, on that story show was way back, like 14 years ago. And um, and she did a great job. <laughs> but did she know she was going to be the only black person that I ever had on the show? I don't know. But Gabriel is going to be awesome. We got him June 2nd. It's already scheduled. He, he, I met him because he runs the open mic night at the Melvin and he's a straight up guy. He's a, he's a believer. Um, very, very good. He's just a good guy. He's just a good guy. And I've gotten to know him mostly through social media. And I met him the one time at the, uh, open mic night. But, uh, anyway, I've moved all of our hosting. This is interesting stuff here. So hold on tight. Um, all of our hosting, our media hosting from um, SoundCloud, because you knew where that was, uh, to Red Circle. And SoundCloud is just basically, think of it as a hard drive where you dump all your files. And Red Circle is a host dedicated to podcasting. And they give you an RSS feed and they host all your stuff and they allow you to select images for each individual episode. Um, and more importantly than that, they offer dynamic insertion. Okay. So what that means is typically when I do an ad for somebody, I read it during the show and it's what they call baked in. It's baked in. When I read all the stuff last year, for betterhelp.com it's in the show forever into perpetuity they got they got more than they paid for but um red circle offers dynamic insertion i got to go through it's going to take a, a minute but i got to go through my shows and i select points in the show where there's a natural pause maybe between two segments and they can go in with their computers and they can insert ads into those spots. And when somebody pays for, say they want to do a month, 
for betterhelp.com that the ads will play and when the time is up the ad goes away and when you download it you don't have an ad anymore um so that allows me to monetize not just my current episodes but my archive as well which is really great um the 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 bad part is i have 314 or 414 <laughs> episodes that i've got to go through and uh and find those those natural pauses in uh, my mentor said don't worry about going all the way back to the beginning just do the last 100 episodes or so to start with and i was like yeah that sounds good and then whenever i have time i'll i'll do another 25 back and then another 25 back and another, and eventually I will get them all. I will. Uh, anyway, it, it's just something I want to do. So I'm excited about that. Um, also one last podcast moment is we streamed live on Twitch this week and it was so great. It was so great. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Uh, believe it or not, the one person that's been pushing the most for it, besides myself has been John Steinklover's son, James, who does the red school bus with me. He wants to be on video. He wants to be on stream, man. He's young. He's part of that generation. You know, he's part of the TikTok generation and he wanted to be on, on Twitch and we were on Twitch and how did it, how did it work out? Well, why haven't we done it until now? The anxiety is the big reason. Everything I do with podcasting has to be very simple. I have to know what I'm doing. I have to be able to do it quickly and easily and repeatably and predictably. And yesterday morning, I got up early and I happened to be on Twitch. I was working on some things and I ran into my di long distance podcast mentor. He wouldn't claim me, but I claim him Scott Johnson. He does a morning show called TMS, the morning stream. And he has the same recording setup that I do in that his people are not in the same room with him. So he pulls them in via uh, discord, but he also does video and discord is bad at video. Discord is great at audio. And John and I have been using it and James and I have been using it for, for years uh, to, to, to be able to seem like we're in the same room. Well, I posted it in chat. And they happened to answer me and they said, we use discord for audio, but we use zoom for video. And oh my gosh, it washed over me like, duh. Oh my gosh. Of course you do. Of course you do. And so I was able, that was yesterday morning. I worked all afternoon getting, uh, something called Streamlabs OBS set up. Um, I got graphics, I got transitions, I got different scenes set up. I, I, I captured my webcam and put it on the left side. I captured part of the screen and put it on the right side. And that part of the screen that was going to be captured would be the video that I was going to get from my co-host via zoom. And, and it was so simple and so easy. I mean, setup, you know, is always a little bit of a pain, but it's all done now. And everything is ready. And every week, um, twice a week now, I'm going to be streaming to Zoom. I mean, to, Twi to Twitch. Yeah. 
And not only am I streaming to Twitch so folks can join us live and chat at, on twitch.com, it's more accessible to the blind. Hello, everybody. Hi, blind listeners. If you are a listener and you are blind, I believe there are some of you, um, you're going to be able to join the live shows immediately. It's at twitch.com or twitch.tv slash NLCast. It's, it's Tuesdays at 5 Central and Thursdays at 5 Central. And we stream live and the chat works and it's supposed to be accessible for blind folks and screen readers. So I'm very excited about that. That's been a problem for me for a long time. I haven't promoted the live shows because I feel bad because the blind can't participate because discord is a pain in the rear for um, screen readers. And, and, and they just, you, you don't know what's buttons to push and stuff. So very excited about that. Um, and it's, it's simple and it's easy. And, uh, the only hang up we had is Twitch wanted to stop or no, uh, zoom wanted to stop my call in 45 minutes in and we weren't done with the podcast. So, um, I, I, I bought a year of, of zoom, <sighs> just another expense to take out of the podcast money. And, um, so now we're set, we're good and we're ready. And so we're on Twitch twice a week and I'm very excited. That's been a long time coming. Uh, streaming live used to be a huge pain in the rear. Now it is a simple pain in the rear. So very excited. Um, uh, artwork update, drawyourpicture.com. If you need me to draw you a picture, please let me know. Cause it's how I make money now. Um, but I got a project done this week. It was for, uh, a, a a group of entrepreneurs that I've worked with for over 10 years and they make clothes and items and novelties for people who love sports and dogs and babies, but mostly dogs and cats. Um, so if you're a sports fanatic and a pet fanatic, you like their products and you may already own some, but I do the artwork for them and I had fired them a while back because they sent me a job and I couldn't handle it between the anxiety and the depression at the time. I said, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore and I can't take any further jobs. But I wrote back to them now that I'm doing better and they were so kind and so gracious and they took me back and I just finished a job for them called goat. Uh, greatest of all time. I think is what the kids use it for. And I drew a goat and he, he's looking proud. He has a big grin on his face. And I had to make a font from scratch in, in illustrator, which was really fun. Uh, goat. And then I made it into a pattern. So I made uh, a character. I did a logo font or text font. And I did a pat, a repeating pattern in, in pink and blue because of uh, little dogs, guy dogs and little girl dogs. And I sent that all to them and they paid me and it was great. <laughs> so it all got done last week. And uh, now, now I'm free. I have no jobs. So if you need something drawn, give me a holler. I am hungry. So work a deal with me. Okay. You, you might be able to get something for, uh, for pretty darn cheap. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Um, the reason I'm not going to be able to make it to this month's open mic night, which I was really upset about, but is because I'm going to the pod fest expo at the last minute 
It is in Florida. It is the 26th through the 29th. I'm going to drive from here all the way to Orlando, Florida, 16 hours there and back. Uh, still cheaper than a plane ticket. And uh, at least at this time, and I'm going to enjoy the drive. I'm going to download some audiobooks. One of them is going to be ready player two because ready player one was really good. And I heard ready player two is not great, but I like the writer and I liked the story. So I'm going to give it a shot and um, I'm going to drive and it's going to be great. I'm going to be in my rogue and it's going to be lots of fun and I'm going to meet people and it's going to be amazing. So why is, why, why is it such a big deal? Why is it so amazing? Well, the, the, one of the coordinators, I got to bump into her on a zoom call and I told her, she's like, why haven't you already bought your ticket? And I'm like, I've got this open mic night that I'm supposed to be at. I'm, a, I'm trying to get into stand-up comedy. And she says, what is it? One of these places where there's like six people in the dark in the middle of the night. I'm like, kinda, I didn't tell her it was better than that. She says, how about I put you on stage and give you three minutes in front of 1200 people. <gasps> so now the story that I've been working on <laughs> for, for a small audience uh, is, is possibly she hasn't cleared me yet. Um, Cause I don't have any video, you know, I'm not far, far enough along. I've only done it once, but I sent her the story. I sent her, clips of me telling stories on that story show. So I think, I think she's going to give me a shot and I will be at the conference, not only learning and participating, but I will have a shot to get up on the stage and tell my DIY triple, triple wide trailer story. Um, so anyway, pretty excited about that. And um, I will, I'll give you more updates about the Podfest expo as it comes. Um, there was another ex, uh, podcast experience in Dallas, Texas. And I was thinking about that one, but I asked my friend Daniel and he said, well, that one's more for people that help people podcast people that are in the podcasting industry. He said, if you want one that's where, where it's for podcasters, he said, what about this one in Florida? And I was like, okay, all right. And so I'm going down there and I'm really excited. Um, a little nervous, uh, a little nervous because I've, I used to do conferences when I was in children's ministry and I would go to them and I would just be miserable. And I, I couldn't even tell you why, except that it was the depression. I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't know anybody. I would walk around and I felt like, uh, just a lost soul. But when I went to the blind convention, the Illinois council of the blind convention, though it was only 50 people or so, when I got in there, I, I was a totally different person. I went up and introduced myself to all the vendors. I, I reached out to the people that were walking by and talked to them and spoke to them and all that. So I plan on going to this thing. I'm going to bring all my business cards. I'm going to bring all my stickers. I'm going to hand them all out. And I'm going to make as many friends and as many contacts and get as many stories. I'm going to bring a recorder with me. I'm going to get as many stories as I possibly can. And um, it's going to be a great experience. And I get a hotel room with a king bed all to myself. 
for three nights. And I'm kind of excited about that too. I'm going to miss my family though, but I won't miss my dogs. All right. Um, last bit here. And then I, I guess I had more to talk about because I finished reading a book, but I'll save that for next time. I've lost uh, a total as of right now, 29 pounds, um, which is, which is a mixed blessing. Okay. I started off at 316. I am at currently, uh, what is it? One, two, 287. And you know, what's funny is I'm so fat <laughs> that you can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell that I've lost anything. No one is saying anything. No one, not even my family members are like, oh, James, you, I can see more definition around your face. No, I still have no neck. I, it just goes straight from my ears down to my shoulders. I am still a fat guy. And I still have a little song that I sing when I get off the, the uh, scale. I go look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm still fat. I'm still fat. Because I'm still fat. And, uh, but I can't see a difference but I can feel a difference and my pants, my jeans, they want to fall off. If I don't buckle my belt tight, um, my shirts fit looser. Uh, I, I, the walking and stuff has just gotten my energy levels up. I've gotten to where I, I don't like walking, but I like being able to watch TV while I'm walking. And I've been watching pieces of her on, um, it's on Netflix. And it's not really my kind of thing, but I started it and I got to finish it now because I got to know what happened. Um, so uh, all, all you ladies out there, I would say pieces of her is your kind of show. <laughs> it's it doesn't have it has lots of mystery and intrigue. It has lots of, of, of stuff like that. Not a lot of gun violence, which is what I like. I like shooting. I like people shooting each other. Um there's just a tiny bit of, of that because there's bad guys in there. But anyway, my wife uh, liked it so much that she's reading um, some of the books by the same author that wrote the original book that the movie's based on or the sh series, the, you know, six part, eight part series, whatever. Um, but anyway, I, I, uh, I love, I've gotten to where I, I don't like walking, but I do appreciate um, I've gotten to the point where I feel good about having done it and I've gotten not addicted to that, but I've gotten to where I want to feel that. And I've never been in that place before. I've seen other people talk about it, you know, like when they work out or when they go running or when they do their thing, they're like, Oh yeah, it just feels so good. I, I never thought I'd be a person that would get to that point, but I, but I have, and it's good. And it's like dinner last night. Dinner last night was not great. Um, my wife cooks amazing, but the cheese she got, she couldn't get the kind she wanted. It was a different kind of cheese. She was the one that was telling me that it doesn't taste right. And she was right. Okay. But it still, it was plain. It tasted plain. It did not taste bad. It tasted like chicken. It was quesadilla and it tasted like no cheese was on it. And it tasted like bread, you know, the, uh, tortilla, which was fine. I dipped it in some fat free, um, uh, or reduced fat. I don't know which, uh, cream cheese. I enjoyed it. I felt full. I was fine. Food has become uh, a secondary thing for me. And it's great to be able to order a sandwich 
and fries and fruit and eat, you know, five or six fries, leave the rest of them there. I've enjoyed my fries. I've had some, I eat my fruit. It feels like dessert. I I'm so glad to have been able to make these transitions and changes. And I never thought it would be possible for me. It seemed like it was for everybody else, but it's been the small, tiny, insignificant changes. Like I didn't go from 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Did I, I went from 30 to 35 minutes on the treadmill. I'm taking a small steps at a time. I'm tricking myself and sneaking it in on myself and it's working and it's working great. Well, that's enough for me. I love you guys. I thank you for listening. I hope that you'll reach out to me. Um, I, I appreciate those of you that do. I, I love your feedback. James at NLCast is how you get a hold of me. Uh, the book I read, by the way, was Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. I do highly suggest it. I want to talk about it more next time. Um, my Facebook, of course, is, uh, is, is uh, well, the Facebook group that I would love for you to join is facebook.com slash group slash NLCast. It's full of people that listen to my podcast, and they're great folks, and you would love to get to know them. So go there. Uh, 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 ask. It's a private group. So you have to ask to, to get in and then I approve you and then introduce yourself and people will just jump all over you. It will, they'll love you so much. Uh, my Twitter is slash or uh, at NLCast. Um, and then Patreon, if you're not a Patreon supporter and you would like to be, I would love for you to support me. It's how I make my living and, um, you will help me be more successful as a human being. If you do patreon.com slash GOK, anything helps. And if you pay annually, you get a discount. I think it's like 10 or 12%. It's great. Um, and then my Instagram, if you want to follow me on Instagram, is at NLCast as well. Guys, this has been the Gospel of Kennison, my personal audio journal. I appreciate you listening. Uh, special thanks to all of our patrons who make it possible for me to go to conferences like I'm going to go on and get the experiences that I'm going to experience. I can't wait to tell you about it later on after it happens. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.